the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. So good to be with you today. And some good news as we start out the show today. President Biden signed the resolution Congress passed to end COVID. So yes, good work, everybody. We flattened the curve by Easter. Nicely done to get that done by Easter. Uh, remember that? That's what we all thought. Uh, by Easter, this will be done. But uh, President Biden officially ended it today. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. He officially ended I it today. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. Wait a minute. Here's my clip. He officially ended it today. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. Ah, there's President Biden, who's in Ireland, by the way. I wonder if that's what he said when he got off the plane. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. Probably not. I'm Irish, too. Hey, it's good to be with you. Uh, I hope I'm not stupid. I'm trying not to be. Welcome to our show. You can give me a call and join the conversation. 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott at KKLA.com. Question for you. Now, this is a serious question. And I'm asking, I'm asking in a way because I really want to hear what, what you think. Okay, so let me, let me put it to you this way. And really, I'm asking if you are a younger person, let's say you're in your 20s, okay, maybe you're a teenager, maybe in your 20s, maybe early 30s, okay, Gen Z or younger millennials, uh, especially, or maybe you've got kids, okay, in this age range. Here's what I'm asking. All right. If almost everyone is opposed, and I believe this, I, this is where I'm coming from. When I guess what I'm really asking is, am I wrong? Okay. I believe that almost everybody is opposed to the idea of biological men being in women's sports. I think 80, 90% of people think that's a terrible idea. And I think that almost everyone actually believes that men cannot get pregnant. I think that people understand that people can identify as a different gender or something if they want to say that, but you're not actually changing your gender. I think almost everybody agrees with that. All right, I think most people believe that. But here's the question. Is that notion wrong. I mean, I don't mean, are those statements wrong that I made there? I mean, am I wrong to believe that most people agree with me on that subject? Am I wrong to believe that 80, 90% of the people think that we've lost our minds when it comes to this subject? And I'm asking because, you know, when you take a look at what we've seen in some elections recently and polls, uh, particularly of younger people, they are they overwhelmingly vote for far left candidates who actually will say things like uh, they actually will say things like men can ha- men can get pregnant and will actually defend the idea of men in you know biological men who are trans women now in women's sports and so what I'm wondering is does the culture do people in our culture particularly younger people do they agree that that's okay. 888-528-2557. What's, what's driving this, 888-528-2557, what's driving this is there are big companies marketing toward an audience that would apparently support that notion that men not only can become women but should be hired as women 
in the place of women to market products that would go to biological women, typically. And enter this character, Dylan Mulvaney. He's the guy who's been celebrating being a woman for a year. Maybe you've seen this, maybe you haven't. But a controversy that happened this weekend is... This person who is a social media star, okay, this person has 11 million followers on TikTok. 11 million, it's a lot. And, uh, okay, he's got a couple million in other places. So there's a lot of people following this person. And what it is is for the past year, this person has been documenting their transition from being a man into a woman. This person has not had the necessary surgeries or things of that nature, just wears the woman's clothes and then acts very, um, uh, it's, it's really hard to explain. It's, it's, this person's not really acting like, I think it's offensive to women, but I'm, maybe I'm wrong about this. Anyway, this person this weekend, this person's been getting some celebrity endorsements, and one of them was Bud Light, and this is what came out. This came out on April 1st. A lot of us thought it was an April Fool's joke, and I thought, you know what, a pretty good one, actually. Oh, you got a lot of people on that, because I thought, when I saw this, I thought, eh, it's believable that uh, this person might be hired by Bud Light to represent them, um, but that can't possibly be true. I'm sure that Bud Light did not hire this person. Hi. Impressive carrying skills, right? Now, this is Dylan, who's carrying a bunch of beer cans, Bud Light beer cans. I got some Bud Lights for us. So, I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month. But it turns out it has something to do with sports. Now, I think this person is, you know, truthfully, I think this person might be just a comedian. And there's this kind of a scam here and making a lot of money out of it. That's a whole other side, cynical part that I have of it. But the other side of it is this is this person's representation of of girls and uh i don't know i just feel like it's it's offensive here he goes and i'm not sure exactly which sport but either way it's a cause to celebrate this month i celebrated my day 365 of womanhood and bud light sent me possibly the best gift ever a can with my face on it Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money, too. Love ya! Cheers! Go team! Whatever team you love, I love, too. Okay. Love ya. Okay. Break a leg. Woo! So, I don't know. To me, the message is women are dumb. That's the message that he's sending, but it's okay because he's a trans woman. Now... I'm I'm playing that because I want to give you this this picture here. And what I'm trying to get at is, to me, this is ridiculous. And I think to most people it is. But Bud Light for real put him on the side of the can and put out a national campaign for inclusivity and a bunch of that kind of stuff. And Bud Light's vice president of marketing, Alyssa Heinerscheid, I think is how you say her name, gave this defense of it. Now, listen carefully to this is the vice president of marketing for Bud Light in explaining why she would put a trans woman on the side of a can. I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light. And it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like, we Mm -hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what is what do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly 
inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Mm -hmm. And representation is at sort of the heart of evolution. You've got to see people who reflect you in the work. And we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important (laughs) that we had another approach. All right. So in response to that, there has been, you know, this great outrage, mostly from people on the right and talk shows and things about this is going to be the end of Bud Light. And this is going, you know, how stupid are they to do this? And you know what? I guess I feel like that's probably right. The initial numbers that came out, you know, said that uh, this weekend was a disaster for Bud Light sales. And, you know, the people are buying other things. Here's what I'm asking, though. Listen carefully. This person used words. This is the vice president of marketing, okay, who most people is saying that that she's destroyed this company, that she's terrible at her job. But I just want to put this out there. Is she actually marketing in a way that is going to work because the research says that people are okay with this? You see what I'm saying? I'm not saying I agree, but I'm wondering if – I'm wrong. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557 is the number. You see what I'm getting at is I'm wondering, I don't mean wrong about the the issue. I mean, am I wrong to think or other people who keep saying this is going to destroy this company? Are they wrong uh, about that? Maybe this vice president of marketing is accurately uh, measuring the culture. I don't know. My opinion is young people are probably there's probably not a lot of uh, you know I don't know I'm I don't uh, I don't drink beer so I don't it's it's you know my thought is for young people is they're into the craft beer movement most of the young people that I know that's kind of what they're they're about but maybe I'm just wrong but what I want to know is this brand and and this isn't the other one the same Dylan um, um, whatever his name is Mulvaney uh, was also sponsored by Nike to promote women's sports bras and put out a video this week of himself dancing around in this sports bra. Okay, that's for women. Nike did. And Nike even came out and defended it because they're getting, you know, they get hammered by a lot of people writing notes about it. And Nike said this. They said, you are an essential component to the success of your community, said this to uh, Dylan in uh, April 6th. They said, we welcome comments that contribute to a positive and constructive discussion. Be kind, be inclusive, encourage each other. Hate speech, bullying, or other behaviors that are not in the spirit of a diverse and inclusive community will be deleted. Now, most of these companies... Uh, they don't put, they don't have any response. In fact, I, I haven't looked for a little bit, but uh, Bud Light has had no response on their social media since this. I imagine they're just getting destroyed out there. But I wonder after this settles down, I wonder if the marketing people, after this settles down, I wonder if they actually believe this is the right move, that where our culture actually is, is they're going to purchase more Bud Light or Nike or other things because of the support for the transgender movement. 888-528-2557, Uh BJ in Inglewood, welcome to Southern California Live. Scott, I love your attitude. Uh, thank you, thank you, BJ. How are you today? If I had your attitude, I'd be famous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you think? Am, am I wrong? I mean, is this... No. Because I think this, this is, is a disaster, way, but I might be wrong. 
Like no marketing disaster. This this administration is moving towards this. It's in the schools. It's in the churches. It's everywhere right now. And we're in a battle for Christianity. You know that. Yeah, I think at the end of the day you know, where this goes, and it, and it does, we may get to this next hour a little bit more specifically, is against uh, Christianity. You know, they're not going to say that directly, but that is a big part of this. But are they, from a marketing standpoint, are they right, or does it all fall apart and it's just stupid? No, you know, it may, they're going to continue it. That's the, the, the tragic part about it. They keep shoving this brainwashing philosophy down the, the future of America's throats, and then eventually the weaklings fold and give them what they want. Oh, this is no harm. You know, first, that's what they'll say. This is no harm. Right. And they're, recru- they're recruiting our children because this is where it goes. And so if we can start the next generation off with this already in this foundation, we can make we can we can say we're, we're making this this amount of sales. It all comes down to the almighty dollar, which you and I both know. Yeah. So, um. Well, and I guess then, that's where I'm, I'm getting at, though, is since – and I agree with that. It comes down to the almighty dollar. So if that's correct, then I would assume that the marketing for these companies is going to try to make a buck. And you know what everybody's saying is, oh, they're going to go out of business or people aren't going to buy. They're going to lose all this money. But I'm wondering if that's not true, if they are going to make plenty of money because of it. They're already throwing away tons of money. They're already doing things that we disagree with, the the – the drag strip, drag queen reading hour in the schools for the five-year-old elementary kids. They're programming the kids on this. And, and then it's like you said, you said something earlier, it's the words they're saying. They're saying certain words that makes it, that neutralizes it. See, that, that executive can come in and say, oh, these are the words we're giving you. Um, they don't know if they're a boy or a girl. They don't know if they're a drag queen or a jock. So, um, Let's let it roll. Let's put about $250 million into it, and if we get $100 million back, we're even. <laughs> That's that, what we're up against. That could be it. Our, yeah. All right, BJ, thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show. And the number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We're talking about the, the marketing of women's products with uh, transgender men, or transgender women, I guess, men who are... Or, you know, I, I get confused at the terms, but I think that the transgender woman is a biological male who now believes that person or identifies as a woman. And is this working or is it going to bury these brands? My my initial response is, well, it's going to destroy these brands, but I don't know. Uh, here we are talking about Bud Light on the uh, Pastor Scott program. I wonder if even though, you know, I'm not in support of this, if I'm selling Bud Light just because I'm saying Bud Light. And maybe it works. 888-528-2557. Tara in San Diego, welcome to Southern California. It's so hard to get the name. We changed the name of the show. We didn't mean to, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's the Pastor Scott show now. You know, it's the same. Be prepared. Tomorrow, same back time, same back channel. I just have to play that when I get it wrong. Pastor Scott show. Oh, Tara, God. go ahead, Tara. Yeah, I have to say they're going to get buried. And I, the reason I feel that way is because God can't be mocked. I also think that, that the viewers, the purchasers, those that, like myself, the millions of people who, you know, over the years have enjoyed Bud, they're not dumb. I think the American public is fully aware. And, you know, I do think people are starting to realize how this is affecting women. It's just 
heartbreaking. As we speak, I'm going to go pick up my daughter, and I'm, I think she'll tell me, Mom, you know, we had another guy dressing in our, you know, our um, restroom today, and they won't do anything about it. Every single day, the girls are humiliated. So this is just a war on women. This whole thing with Bud, it's going to fail because God won't be mocked. You can't change the ancient laws. And so people keep trying to change ancient laws and think they're going to win. So Bud will go on the trash heap of lots of corporations that thought they knew better. They're Alicia Gal. I'm not sure who their vice president of marketing is, but she is completely clueless and out of touch. Well, I guess we're going to find out, right? I mean, that's I, I would agree with you. For sure, eventually, I think this blows up because it, it can't survive the reality of men and women. And well, did they forget who market is? Did they forget who they originally marketed to? So they're trying to take away the macho guy, the guys who buy Bud, and they're, they're trying to stomp that out. They want masculinity gone. So they're taking what's known for masculinity if you're going to go to a beer? Well, probably Bud. So they're going to take what's considered masculinity, and they're, what are they going to do? You know, I just think it's tragic. I, I'm pretty sure the American public is pretty smart. I feel actually heartbreak for the trans community because they they feel like they have to be very aggressive for people to hear them. So my heart breaks for them that they feel like this is the way to go instead of, you know, they're not calling what some of this is and it's mental illness. It's it's not they're not calling it out. They're just expecting us to go with a lie or we're going to be violently assaulted. And that's what's going to happen just like that athletic girl felt, you know. Um she's that all-American champion. Riley Gaines, uh, I think you're talking agree. about. Riley Gaines. She didn't agree. Okay, Riley Gaines, she didn't agree. And what happened? You know, she got physically assaulted because she's taken something that's been biologically known for thousands of years, and she just spoke the truth. So when we speak the truth today, we're probably going to be assaulted. <laughs> and people either be courageous and speak the truth or they can just, you know, like they do at our school. The, you know, the, the leaders of our school, rather than know what's true and protect our girls, allow male students in the bathroom. All right. Yep. That's going on. Tara, I appreciate your phone call. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. You know, I'm wondering, too, is because I, like I said at the beginning, I think that 80, 90 percent, probably more, actually don't buy any of this stuff. But people, there's very few people speaking out or there are people speaking out who are surprising. You know, uh, there are some female athletes today who came out and said they have no problem with uh, with transgender males uh, being in women's sports, which is not really true, because if that were happening, these people are retired. Right. If this were actually true, they wouldn't have a job, which is which is part of what this is. Right. That's the part. You know, one of the parts that I think is so bizarre is that in hiring this guy to promote women's products, you are not hiring a woman to promote women's products, right? There's some woman out there who did not get the job to promote the Nike sports bra, and that's odd to me that anybody would stand up for that, especially a woman, 888-528-2557. I think, do you think that the companies are afraid of the backlash if they say no? Maybe it's the companies that need to stand up. Uh, Donna in Orange, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, hello, Scott. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say that it, it, it literally boggles my mind that these companies are willing to risk their business uh, and a backlash for such a minute percentage of, of, of the population. And uh, as for well, me, 
as for me, they've lost my business. They've lost my business. And if I remember correctly, you said that Bud Light's, Bud Light's numbers this weekend were extremely bad. Yes, that's what's being reported. And, and that is just the beginning. To me, that is just the beginning. I don't believe that everyone is just going to be passive and accept this whole thing. They're not. I don't care who's behind it. Well, you know, and, I think you're probably right, but I would point out that, you know, this is my, really kind of where I'm getting at here is just to take a, a, a step back and go, rather than just say this is crazy, go, well, you have the, the president of the United States and the whole administration backing this. You have major companies, Anheuser-Busch, Nike, uh, you know, other companies. Uh, are they all just pressured into a a political um, indoctrination agenda, or is this actually because I think people are about the almighty dollar? Are they right to say no? We need to do this in order to make more money. That's I just find that interesting. No, they they just believe that with by by uh, promoting this this kind of uh, uh, this, yeah. What is the word for Scott? Indoctrination or uh, indoctrination that that they will win if they follow. Well, and, and I guess what I'm asking is, are they right? I appreciate your call, uh, Donna. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Um, let's see here, Don in Simi Valley. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. How's it going, Pastor Scott? Good, I Don. Love your show. Thank you. Um, just wanted to say, I think this is just part of an agenda for the left to confuse our kids and basically make them to where they don't know who they are or what they are. Yeah. And I also think that when they took God out of the schools in the 60s and started taking God out of the country, I think God's given these people up to having debased minds, kind of like it says in the Bible. There's definitely a spiritual angle, I think, to yeah. all of this, right? Because it doesn't make sense. Um, but, no. And, and, and here's the other piece of it, uh, and I appreciate your call, uh, Don. i got to go to a break here. That if it's not making money, you know, for sure you would think that the people at Anheuser-Busch, at the end of the day, they want to make money. Maybe they do want to destroy, you know, Bud Light. I mean, really, they got rid of the Bud Bowl during the Super Bowl. It hasn't been any fun since then, I guess, right? But uh, I don't know anything about that. I'm just joking. But but maybe maybe that's part of it. But somehow, I just find it hard to believe that they don't think this is going to work. Maybe they're wrong. And that might be that we people can just be in a bubble and think that everybody agrees with us. I got to take a break. I see your call, Kendall and Dawn. I'll get to your calls as soon as we get back. This is the Pastor Scott Show. I'll be back as the Tuesday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now back to the show. Day 31 of being a girl and I'm freaking out a little bit. I haven't gotten my period yet, okay? I'm late. And, I mean, I haven't kissed anyone in a while, but still, like, we know what happened to the Virgin Mary, okay? It's possible. That was trans activist Dylan Mulvaney, who is a biological male and has been celebrating 365 days of being a woman. And that was day uh, 30-something, and he was distressed that he, as a biological male, who now has transitioned into being a woman, uh, has not yet uh, received his period. Day 31 of being a girl, and I'm freaking out a little bit. I haven't gotten my period yet, okay? I'm late. 
And I mean, I haven't kissed anyone in a while, but still, like, we know what happened to the Virgin Mary, okay? It's possible. Now, I have a view that this particular person doesn't really mean any of that, is making a lot of money. There's 11 million viewers of his TikTok account, and he's making all of these um, advertising uh, contracts and making an awful lot of money on that. And uh, there was a rumor that he was making money from Tampax because Tampax, the uh, tampon company, put out a uh, tweet saying that, uh, you know, basically blurring the lines between biological men and biological women and how they need to be supported, which was really odd. And then there is some kind of we don't know for sure what the deal is, but some kind of deal where supposedly Tampax was going sent Dylan Mulvaney, who's a man a bunch of tampons, and were headed the direction toward a advertising contract and then backed out of it. And this is Dylan Mulvaney speaking about that briefly. About the prospect of me doing a tampon partnership. I mean, it made the news. And then the tampon brands, they got real quiet. Um, and that's okay. Today, I'm going to go hand out all of these extra tampons I have left so that no one can call me a tampon whore. See, I think that they were going to do something, and then everybody went crazy about that, which they should. And uh, I think he confirms that right there. He's like, yeah, they got real quiet all of a sudden. Of course they did. Now, what I've been asking in this hour is with the promotion of Bud Light and the commentary about uh, from the marketing person at Bud Light who used words like evolve and elevate and inclusivity and shifting the tone, inclusive representation, all of those kinds of things, and kind of went after the reputation of of Bud Light drinkers as bratty and uh, people with uh, low humor or something. I'm wondering if this is going to work. See, my opinion is this doesn't work and that people are just not going to go for it. But I'm wondering if I'm wrong about that. Uh, 888-528-2557 is the number. Uh, Let's go to uh, Kendall in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. How's it going, Scott? Um, so I can help you with everything you've been talking about so far because you've ranged from what young people feel to yeah. you know um, how to keep sports fair to what Bud Light drinkers enjoy. How do uh, young people – are they right? Are the yeah. advertisers right that this is actually going to work or is this just a publicity stunt of some kind? So your very first question was, um, you know, what do young people currently feel? Yeah. And it's very easy to kind of assume that everyone supports your side. I know I do it a lot too. So right. the easiest thing to do is to do a quick search. Uh, so I did. And the most recent poll you can find is a Pew Research poll. And they're pretty good about using a randomized, you know, mm-hmm. scattering of U.S. citizens. Yeah. And it says for age group 18 to 29, so 18 to 29-year-olds, which we probably consider pretty young, uh, it's about half of people uh, support the idea of separating sex and gender. So there is your answer. The most recent poll we've got is about half of kids are down for it. Do you think uh, I, I do you think that they would support though a trans male trans woman so a biological man who is advertising for women's sports bras for Nike like this person? Again, can't answer all your questions. Yeah. I can answer whether or not younger people support the idea of separating biological sex from more kind of socially constructed gender. Yeah, and it sounds like currently the most reasonable we've got is yeah, about half of them. Yep, I, you're right about that. That's what the polls say, and uh, that's what I hear from a lot of people. Kendall, thank you for your right, call cool. on thank you that. So much. And you know, I asked somebody actually who's a, a mom whose daughter is, I would say, 21 or 22, and I asked this very question yesterday, and I said, "What does your daughter think about this?" And she said. My daughter is kind of on the fence about it, but she's more supportive than not. And I said, really? 
And she said, yes. In fact, she has a friend who is a trans man who actually has had the surgeries and had her breasts removed. And uh, I don't know whether or not she had the other surgery, which is a huge, huge deal. Um, But she said that as her daughter's gotten older, she has a little bit more questioning about this kind of thing, but that she's generally generally supportive. And and here's the thing. uh, This person goes to church. This person is a, a Christian person. This person um, uh, is in leadership at their church, a evangelical church, and that's where this person is. And so when you get down to this with where younger people are, and that's really, if you're younger, if you're in your 20s, really love to hear from you today on this subject, or maybe if you've got a kid who is that age, are you seeing that? Our last caller, you know, Kendall pointed out, it's, it's so easy to believe that everybody believes the thing I believe, and I think we're all... As a, as a country, maybe as the world, we are very stuck in our bubbles sometimes on this, which doesn't make you wrong, but it does make you incorrect as far as how the world sees things. What do you think? 888-528-2557. Dawn in Beverly Hills. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes. Hello, Pastor Scott. Um, I think that I like Dylan, uh, but... Uh, now, do, you watch his, uh, do you watch his stuff? Are you entertained by it? Um, I don't watch it. It's just when he comes on the news, I will be watching the news. I'm going to see yeah. him. Yeah. Okay. So in that way, accidentally, I would see him. But I think that the whole thing will fail. But the message is not getting across. Of course, the man is in the fall. Okay. So he's an unconverted person. He's not a believer, not a Christian. Yes, there's a huge message here that all of these things are possible. They're normal for people. That's the the message that's being uh, given. Yeah, if you're you're not um, been transformed by Jesus and the, the that message, I mean real transformation. Right. I'm not talking about a confession. Yeah. All right. If you have that transformation, then of course you won't be doing these things. And if you struggle, the Lord through the Holy Spirit will help you. This is the message that there's full uh, transformation here for everybody. And these people are in the fall. And that's normal in the fall. You mean all in the fall? You mean people who are uh, who aren't saved? Is that's that what you're right. Fall, F A L L. Yeah. All right, yeah, Don. This is normal. Well, and we have to, I think, as Christians, not expect people who aren't Christians to have a Christian worldview. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I don't think I'm not surprised by any of this, and I do like the guy. I I'd like to tell him about the kingdom of God and how yeah. much he's. Love well, and you know something, Don, that I think we need to do is, and I appreciate you calling the Pastor Scott Show today, thank you, is that in all of these things, we have to realize that Dylan Mulvaney is somebody who Jesus died for, is somebody who um, probably, as soon as this becomes passe, as soon as he becomes older or he just gives up on the shtick or whatever the case may be, this person is probably in tremendous personal jeopardy, statistically speaking. This person will likely lose the community and popularity that they have over time. Lots of people, young people especially, are experiencing this today because of the immediate popularity you can have 
on uh, TikTok and social media and suddenly you're famous and even making a bunch of money from it. And then just as fast as you got it, you lose it. And it hits people really hard. And then, you know, part of what this issue is, is identity. And if you don't have an identity in Christ, if you don't know who Christ is, that's not the world you live in. You didn't grow up in a worldview, which is an enormous part of what this is about, a worldview being that we're made in the image of God, that male and female, he created them. I mean, never mind that there's biological evidence that there's only two genders and two sexes. And until five minutes ago, those were the same thing. You are in a lot of trouble when the when the bubble bursts on this, and we need to pray for him and pray for people who I think are in grave trouble um, once this eventually passes through uh, the the culture and we go on to something else. Uh, Mercedes in Pasadena, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott. Yeah, I was just calling because I personally don't see it as a big deal. You you don't see it as a big deal. No, I I feel like it's building tolerance. I think that the message is tolerance and understanding instead of outrage. I have a five-year-old little girl. I've taken her to drag, to drag shows, like reading time, and it's not confusing her. We have But how do you know that? She's five. How do you know that? Because I talk to my child. But she's five. What does she know about it? I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm asking seriously. I know. mean, we're talking in, in, a, in terms that she, she's going to understand. I ask her questions like, hey, what do you, what do you think that this is about? How, how are you feeling? And I just want her to be exposed to all different types of people. Mm-hmm. Here in L.A., there's so many different types of people out here. I take her to church. Yeah. My, you know... A, I want to fellowship. I talk about this. Just some of my, some of them may not agree with it, and that's fine. But it's my decision. I want to raise my child with an open worldview. Directly, I'm doing. You don't, you don't want her to have a, a Christian worldview or a biblical worldview or a Judeo Christian worldview. A Christian. Absolutely. Well, do you do you but really that believe that a, a man? I'm, and I'm asking. I'm asking seriously. Okay. Do you believe that the the drag stuff going on, I mean, the book reading may not have been uh, overtly sexual like some of them are, but maybe it is. I mean, most not too long ago, we believed that would have been a terrible thing to do for our kids as a society. So what's changing? No, I honestly, I don't, I don't see it that way. Because if we're gonna we're gonna pick at everything that's over sexualized, why aren't we picketing cheerleaders? Why aren't we picketing anything else that has to do with? Anything over it that's overly like sexual, even drugs are not sexual at all. There's no sexuality in that. Absolutely nothing. You know, I, I Mercedes, I just have to disagree. I think it's inherently sexual. I think it is. And I, mean, and I would just, that's totally fine, I, I gotta go to, a, I have to go to a break. But I, I really, I want you to know, I love you. Hold on, I, I gotta go to, I gotta go to a break, Mercedes. I appreciate you, and I'm glad that you called and you're listening. I would urge you to really look into what sexualization of any kind is doing to young kids. Uh, my view is, and the studies show, it's not good. They do not process it well, and they cannot be under, you can't understand our five-year-olds. Five-year-olds process things that they can't even express, and uh, I think it's a big deal. Please, please look into that. And you're the mom, and so you make that choice, but I don't believe it's Christian. i got to take a break, and uh, this is the Pastor Scott Show. I'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. 
Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Everybody, welcome back. You know, uh, we got a lot of calls, and I'll do what I can to get to your calls, and uh, we'll talk about some different things, uh, but similar things in the next hour, so hang out there with me. But I want to make a point here of something that's so important, is issues like this of today are um, different than they've ever been, and speaking here from KKLA, our home station here in Los Angeles, and talking about our station and why we're here We're here to support you, and we're here to support the pastors of your churches who are dealing in real life with these issues. I can tell you in 25 years as a pastor, I've dealt with every one of these issues, and working with youth in particular, you deal with some of the hardest things in so many different ways, and your pastor has a lot of stuff that he can't talk about. He can't really share, even sometimes with his spouse. It's just part of the role, and we want you to know, pastors out there listening, that we support you, and we love what you're doing, and at KKLA, I want to invite you to the KKLA Pastors Breakfast. It's Wednesday, May 10th, and here with me to talk about it is the general manager of KKLA, Terry Fay. Terry, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, it's great to be here, Pastor Scott. Yeah, Terry, you know, we talk about this a lot, and Terry, uh, it has been great working with you in the past year, and to also know the heart of KKLA and what we want to do to support churches and pastors here in the greater Los Angeles area. And uh, I know the same is true at KPRZ if you're listening in San Diego. But Terry, let's talk about the pastor's breakfast. Why do we do this? Well, it uh, comes back to the mission of the radio station. Um, our, Our goal, our vision is to advance the kingdom of God. And we understand that there's three institutions that God created. He created the family, he created created government, and he created the church. I've been looking for, for 40 years, Scott, in the Bible to find Christian radio in the Bible. I haven't found it yet. It's it may there. be there. might be in Lamentations or something. I don't know. Yeah. But but anyway, uh, so so we understand that we're a, you know, we have a role to play, but it's really a much subservient role to the church. Mm. The church is God's hope for the world. That's I mean, right. Jesus came to create the church. And so we have for this will be like our 22nd annual pastor breakfast. But we we, we came upon this many years ago because we realized, like you said, pastors kind of live a lonely life sometimes. And I just think about uh, Easter, which we just finished. Um, I think many pastors refer to that as the Super Bowl um, of the church calendar. And the amount of work and effort and the pressure that all goes into that um, is amazing. And I, 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 my hat's off to the pastors who do that and serve for so many years in that role. But we thought this would be a good time after Easter for them to be refreshed. And it's our goal just to express appreciation. We set up a nice event. We have a nice breakfast. We bring a great speaker in. We have worship. And we just love on the pastors. That's really what we do. And so that, we have a very simple agenda. And uh, but, but when the pastors win, the radio station wins. But more importantly, the kingdom of God is advanced. And that's really our heart. And something about this breakfast that I want everybody to know is that it is free. This is a gift. Uh, this is a gift to pastors and their staff, right? Pastors can bring along their church staff. Absolutely. And other ministry leaders as well. I mean, we want to support those that are leading in the body of Christ. And so, yeah, it is free, and it's something that we are happy to do um, every year. 
the Pastor's Breakfast. It'll be at Shepherd Church on Wednesday, May 10th. And our guest speaker this year is Dr. Kenneth Ulmer. He has been the senior pastor of Faithful Central Bible Church, I believe, for 40 years. Is that 41. right? 41. 41 years. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm so excited that we got Pastor Bishop Omer. Uh, we have worked with him for many years. He's one of my favorite guys. Uh, he's been in the trenches uh, for all those years. And uh, the amount of wisdom that he brings to the table, and he really is kind of going through a transition in his ministry right now. And his heart is to really minister to pastors. And um, I was uh, I was reviewing a video of an event that happened recently, and he had several people come from around the world, South Africa, London, all kinds of places. And he basically referred to these people as my sons. Hmm. And, uh, and, and at first I said, wait a minute, that's not your son. You have a son. <laughs> but it was sons in the faith that he has helped raise up. And just very, very fruitful ministry. And so I know he's got a lot to share. He was very excited when I offered him the invitation, and I was more excited still that he would accept it. And it's often asked in uh, churches and among pastors is, who pastors the pastor, right? Right. And uh, Bishop Ulmer is one of those people who pastors pastors, and that's a big part of what this is about. So I want to encourage everybody, if you're a pastor and you're listening, obviously we want you to come to it. It's it's free, and I'll emphasize that, and it's breakfast. Also good reasons to come. And uh, and there's no hidden charges or, or parking charges or anything like that. It's, it's the gas to get there. That's what it'll cost you. Bring your staff. I can tell you what, as a pastor, sometimes I think to myself, you know, I'm so busy, it's another thing to go to. But every time I go to the pastor's breakfast, I am refreshed. I'm grateful to hang out with other pastors, people who are on the same page. And in in fact, I leave inspired all the time. And I think that's what you will experience because you're going to hear stories from other pastors. You're going to pray for each other. You're going to get good ideas that uh, you can steal, Mm -hmm. (laughs) borrow. You are going to... uh, you're going to see a an inspiration in your own ministry and uh, and for your staff and for your your church leaders who also need this opportunity to get together with you and uh, other pastors and just celebrate what God is doing in the kingdom here in Los Angeles. Right, and all that you have to do is go on to kkla.com, click on the banner that has Pastor Breakfast, and you can register there. We do need you to register because we have to plan food and all that kind of stuff. We're excited. We have El Cholo Restaurants going to be catering this event. Uh, Phenomenal food. We've had them for many of our events. And then we also have a a bunch of uh, tools that we'll provide for you that are for free for pastors. One's called Hello Pastor. It's a a website that our our parent company, Salem Media Group, runs. Um, We have a a focus on the family curriculum that you can um, take advantage of. Um, designed strictly for pastors, as well as Alistair Begg has one as well. So uh, so you'll come away with a lot of good stuff uh, and really be encouraged. Um, there has been some times when um, we've talked to pastors after these events, and several of them said, I'm so grateful for this event because I was ready to put in my resignation. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be melodramatic about it, but it's actually happened many times over the years. And boy, that was such an encouragement to us that we were there uh, to help them and encourage them in the most important work that really exists in the kingdom of God here on earth. And if you're listening and you're not a pastor or a church leader, or even if you are, would you go to kkla.com and click on the link? It's right on the, the pictures right on the front says KKLA Pastors Breakfast and go to it and then copy that link and send it to your pastors to make sure that he knows about it. Send it to your friend who is a church leader. Send it to people who you think would be refreshed, who are in church ministry, 
and uh, let them know. Let them know it's free. Let them know it's going to be a great breakfast, a great time of fellowship. It's Wednesday, May 10th. It's at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch, and the doors open at 8 in the morning. The program begins at 9 o'clock. I'll be there. It'll be great to be there with you. I look forward to greeting everybody, and uh, check it out. Go to kkla.com, click on the KKLA Pastors Breakfast banner, and share it with everybody on your social media and wherever else. Terry Fay, thank you for being with me today on the Pastor Scott Show. And for everything you do at KKLA and all the programming, we appreciate it. And you have a great ministry as well. You're going to be there. I definitely am. It's, it's, it's really the highlight of my year. Really. Yeah. We do a lot of events, but this is my number one favorite one. I just hope to see a lot of pastors out there. Thank you, Terry. Thank you for being with me today. All right, everybody. Hey, you know, it's a big deal. And this subject that we're talking about right now is hard, and it's going to get harder. It's going to get more and more difficult, I think, because... The way that the culture is going, what I've been saying, and it really wanted to ask this question, you know, everybody seems to be thinking in media, and what I hear is that, you know, Bud Light's going to go down the tubes, and people are going to stop buying Nike and all of this stuff. Is that really true, or is it correct that the younger generation doesn't have the same opinion? Or is this just going to fizzle into something else? In real life, we're dealing with people who have a lot going wrong. I believe that this is a mental illness for a lot of people that are, and people are being encouraged to go down a path that ultimately will be damaging to them, to be a part of a community of of what would be trans people or people who support that and who are very, very angry, very, very confused and demanding a whole lot from a society that a society can't give them. And it doesn't end well for people. And the church is the place, by the way, where a lot of people show up sometimes as a last resort. And the pastors and your church staff they're the ones who have to receive them. They're the ones who are grateful to receive them, frankly. And some of the best and hardest conversations at the same time I've had is with people who have been told one thing by the culture, who have been lied to by the culture, who have accepted that lie, who have believed that lie and lived out that lie and in some cases made horrible decisions. And they don't know where to go. And I'll tell you what, Jesus Christ is still the answer. And Jesus Christ, when they understand that he died for them, that they will get their body back one day, that they will be perfected, that all of their sin and guilt and shame and spiritual angst is nailed to that cross. When that comes across clear, you know, there's still some hard things to deal with in this life, but there is recovery and there is hope. And the people who are on the ground doing that are your pastors and your youth pastors and your family pastors and church volunteers who are playing those roles effectively in their volunteer role. And that's why we want you to do it. So go to kkla.com, click on the Pastor's Breakfast banner. We need you to RSVP. We need to know how many breakfasts to provide. So please go and RSVP if you want to come. Please do that right now, kkla.com. Everybody, Sal, Oscar, Stephanie, Angie, Thomas, I see your calls and others. And uh, we're going to have another topic, but it's kind of similar in the next hour. So stick with me, and uh, I'll see you in just a few minutes. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back for Hour 2 on the Tuesday edition. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.